Hey, everybody. Communications Director Jay Sokol here. Today's show is one where our guest is being interviewed here for the very first time, but we're actually saying goodbye. It's happened a few times in the past. I had farewell conversations with a fire chief and a planning director and even our previous mayor. But this time, I say hello and goodbye to Vera Solis, pool supervisor for the city of College Station. Vera just wrapped up a 30-year career with the city, but she's heading right into the next adventure. Here's my talk with Vera. When did you come to the city of College Station? Uh, way back in 1984, uh, started here as a student at Texas A&M, and I became employed uh, with the city of College Station as a basic lifeguard, and so um, have continued that experience. And uh, so I'm a graduate of Texas A&M University in kinesiology with a biology minor, and um, just have continued to work for the city ever since I started. So back in 1984, did you know this was an area that you wanted to work in, or were you just looking for a part-time job? Really and truly, I was going to Texas A&M in order to get my teaching uh, degree. I really thought that I wanted to teach biology and then also uh, be able to coach swimming. And so that was really uh, where I kind of wanted to go. And then uh, an opportunity in 1987 became available with the Parks and Recreation Department here in College Station to move from the lifeguarding position up into the position that I hold today, which is the pool supervisor. So what kind of struggle was that at the time? Because you you still had interest in biology, I guess, right? Well, I still had interest in um, teaching. And so really kind of what I found uh, by working here was that I was able to take those aspirations for teaching and just modify it a little bit and uh, be able to teach work ethic and be able to teach uh, life skills, uh, basically for all of our uh, lifeguards, water safety instructors, and our swim coaches uh, that are employed by the city of College Station. So it's still a teaching position, it's just a little bit different venue. So going back even further, were you the kind of person uh, as a, a young girl who took to the water quickly? I mean, was swimming always part of your life? Swimming was always a part of our family's life. And so we were either on the lake skiing or um, we were uh, fishing or you name it, uh, in a boat somewhere. Um, And so really it's always been uh, a part of our entire family. It's been a a part of our vacationing, been a part of our uh, really kind of everyday experience. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Wyoming. I'm originally uh, from Wyoming and uh, a little town called Glen Rock, mm-hmm. Wyoming. And so uh, moved down here basically to go to school. Why Texas A&M? I had a brother and sister that was they were going here as well. Oh, okay. And so um, came down to join them. So we have t- uh, three graduates of uh, Texas A&M University. And yes, unfortunately, we have one from University of Texas. Oh, no. The black sheep, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So part-time um, in 1984 with City of College Station, right. full-time in 1987. What did the aquatics offerings and maybe the staffing even look like in College Station when you arrived? Do you remember? Um, College Station um, really wasn't very well developed. 
um, passed about Southwest Parkway. And so, um, you know, the Southwood Valley area was up and coming mm-hmm. at that point. And um, they were, in, a, in about 84, they were installing uh, Cindy Halloran Pool. Okay. And so 84, 85 uh, time frame. And so uh, things were moving south, but uh, really it was kind of underdeveloped at that point. As far as the lifeguarding staff, um, it, you know, we were still doing some of the programs that are ongoing today. So uh, water safety instruction was still a big part of it. The swim team was still a big part of it, um, a, as well as just uh, general operations. So you had Thomas Pool at the time, right? Um, had 1974 was Adamson Lagoon's uh, start, and then along came Thomas Park, and then our third facility was actually built 84-85, and that was Cindy Halloran Swimming Pool. Which probably felt like the edge of the earth. Right, right, yeah. yes. Because I came to Bryan College Station, came to school at Texas A&M in 1987, but I really didn't have my wits about me in terms of how the city was laid out, how it was developing, and so forth. So Halloran was probably pretty far south. Uh, yes, it was. Um, you know, again, the Southwood Valley area was just um, kind of being finalized and built. And, um, you know, Rock Prairie Road uh, was installed, but wasn't the thoroughfare that it is today. And again, at that time, you had what position? I started as a lifeguard, and then I moved to the position that I have today in 1987 as the pool supervisor. So you've been pool supervisor for the past 30 years? Yes. Wow. Yes. So how did you set out to change things once you became pool supervisor? You know, I really wanted to uh, develop the um, operation in terms of safety. And so I wanted to enhance on what we already had. And so I really set out to make sure that we were instilling in lifeguards uh, their ability to scan and their ability to rotate and clear zones and their ability to um, be interactive with guests, um, but still, you know, safely watch the water. And we had that all along, even prior to me, but I really wanted to enhance that aspect of the operation. Was this intuitive to you or had you observed this being done at that level somewhere else? I had some great mentors uh, in the aquatic industry. And so really and truly, uh, Jeff Ellison Associates. So Jeff Ellis himself was a mentor to me. And uh, that program uh, has always been very, very progressive in uh, water safety and in new technology within water safety. And so uh, he kind of took me under his wing and uh, showed me some different ways to think about lifeguarding. Uh, I also have American Red Cross, Christy Vandenberg and Martha Orloff were two of my uh, mentors. And so I was able to uh, glean information from them as well. And then the National Aquatic Safety Company, Dr. John Hunsucker. And so really uh, the three national companies Um, I was working with the top echelon within those three companies and being able to bring that knowledge back to College Station and being able to um, help the aquatic industry and help City of College Station uh, be the best that it could possibly be. From time to time, have you had other cities, representatives from other cities, come and watch what you do and learn from you to, to establish their own programs? 
Yes, we've had people uh, definitely visit, but then I've also gone on the speaking trail as well and tried to impart as much information, whether it was Texas Recreation and Parks or uh, being able to talk at an international school. Um, I've tried to go and impart uh, safety information and kind of what we do here in College Station and from scanning audits to um, kind of how we set up our shifts and things of that nature. So I've tried to pass that information along. What kind of changes have evolved over the years in terms of either the way you staff uh, a pool or the protocols you have in place at a pool? You know, I think it's all um, pretty much the same as it as it always has been. You know, the goal is to watch water and to make sure that you're diligent in watching water. Uh, we live by what's called a 10-20 second rule. You've got 10 se- seconds to scan, and should something happen, you have 20 seconds to get to the person that's in trouble in the water. And so um, we maintain that. But then we also, um, you know, increase our staffing levels when our population increases. And we make sure that, you know, if we've got glare spots, that we're moving people in order to make sure that uh, we're covering all aspects of the pool all the time. Glare spots. I guess that is what it is. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, as the sun kind of travels uh, throughout the day, then you'll get different spots in the water that are difficult to see. And so you've got to make sure that people are moving hmm. in order to make sure and see those those areas of the facility. I imagine there are a lot of things, a lot of moving parts um, that occur at your pools that as a casual visitor, as a swimmer, we don't even pay attention to, right? It, it just, we're out there enjoying ourselves while your people are working in the way that you've trained them to do. Sure, yeah. sure, yes. Um, will Do you think we'll always have public pools or will it eventually become too expensive or be replaced by something else? What do you think about that? I think we'll always have public swimming. You know, I think that it is a time for parents to take their children to swimming lessons and to learn to swim. I think it's a time for um, up and coming lifeguards, junior lifeguards to become lifeguards, lifeguards to train and get that background in water safety, first aid and CPR. Um, It's a time for families to come and just enjoy themselves. It's a time for fitness. It's a time to get in and um, be able to to go and after a hard day at work, be able to relax and you know swim your swim your laps uh, in the evening as well and it's a time to to be competitive and so our tsunami swim team uh, that we've got continues to grow Uh, and so swimming is really a lifelong sport and so when you think about vacationing you're going to go probably somewhere that has water and uh, you're going to take your family to water. And so uh, really and truly, I think that it will always be part of uh, any community. When I was growing up, it was sort of a rite of passage. You took swim lessons and it wasn't always an enjoyable experience in my in my little hometown, but it's just something that you knew you were going to do. Do you still see families treating this as a rite of passage or are there families, uh, an increasing number of families that, that just don't feel like it's a priority? No, I, our citizens here in Bryan College Station are um, very 
much involved in their children's lives and they really want their children to learn how to swim. And so um, it's not necessarily a rite of passage, it's more that they want them to develop that life skill and they want them to be able to be safe in and around the water. And so they're very conscientious about uh, coming in and making sure that uh, their children get lessons and that they progress from you know the preschoolers uh, all the way up to uh, level six. Uh, which are, you know, refined strokes. Right, right. So now and then we see stories or we'll hear stories in the news that kind of question the safety of our pools. So whenever you get questions like that, what do you tell people about the safety of our pools? You know, the safety of swimming pools is uh, all about monitoring, whether it's in the lifeguarding aspect of things or whether it's in the chemicals infiltration aspect of things. And so um, as aquatic operators, uh, we're certified and trained and, um, you know, we keep on top of those things in order to make sure that the public is safe on a continual basis. Yeah. Well, I know safety is a hallmark of of Vera's pools because, you know, from time to time over the past eight years or so that you and I have worked together, you would call me up. And if there was some something going on where you needed to close down the pools for a period of time, you would do it uh, out of an abundance of caution. Um and I always respected that, and I know it, it has been an inconvenience at times for customers, but it's it's about safety, right? It is about safety. And as we um, are continuing to develop in the industry, really the Centers for Disease Control have gotten involved, and uh, they have specific information for all aquatic operators now. And then the Model Aquatic Health Code is also coming out. That's a health code that will uh, be in place for all aquatic operators across the United States. And so, uh, you know, aquatic operators these days are paying attention to those new, that new information coming out of the CDC, and we're making sure that it's implemented uh, within our aquatic operations. Are there things you're proudest of over 30 years? Yes. Um, you know, uh, I would say, I would say that your career really starts with a great foundation. And so my foundation comes from my parents who did uh, what I think is an outstanding job with all of us. They taught us the meaning of hard work. They taught us about dedication. They gave us great morals, ethics, and values. um, And they sent us on the road for success. the next piece would be to build on that foundation would be Stephen Beachy mm-hmm. and Rick Plager. Um, Mr. Beachy was a visionary, and so he was able to uh, look five to ten years ahead and to know where we were headed, uh, not only as a city but as a Parks and Recreation Department. Rick Plager uh, is a manager, a supervisor that I would aspire to be like, and so. Um, really just had great, great support uh, with those two gentlemen. And um, then again, with all the mentors that I've had uh, throughout the aquatic industry as well. So uh, I would also say that great foundations are built because of the place that you work for. 
So the city of College Station uh, has always been very progressive. Its facilities are progressive. Its ability to go in and to revamp facilities is progressive. And you don't get that without a progressive council and a progressive city manager. And so um, those are things that are you know very much appreciated as I've traveled throughout the U.S. and overseas. Um, I have seen many aquatic operations, and so I know that um, it takes all of those things uh, to to build, you know, number one, a great city and great parks and recreation department and great aquatics programs. What are some moments that actually stand out to you as you look back on 30 years? I would say my Lifetime Achievement Award uh, for Jeff Ellison Associates. Um, I'm also a legacy for ENA. Um, those are two um, very important awards to me. Uh, it uh, validated that what I was doing in the aquatic industry was not only affecting people here at home, but was uh, affecting people internationally. I would also say the Cindy Howard Award by the Texas Public Pool Council uh, is an award that I'm extremely proud of. And uh, again, it just represented that for the United States, especially for the state of Texas, uh, that I had made contributions to the industry. What did you not accomplish that you hope the next person or the next generation of leadership with College Station Aquatics uh, achieves? I hope we get another pool. (laughs) (laughs) Where would you put Um, the pool? Where do we need one? I would go south of town, honestly, because that's really where we're building out. Um, I would put it directly off the highway. Um, I would make it highly interactive. Um, It would need to be um, somewhat like Adamson Lagoon, but it would need to have a phase that is outdoor and a phase that is indoor. It would need to be hooked to a community center uh, type uh, of resource uh, for everyone to come out and enjoy. And um, so I really, I see that as kind of the next step uh, for the city to go to. Because Halloran is still the southernmost pool, right? It is. It is. Yes. And we have grown so far south since then. Yes, for sure. For sure. Anything else that you would like to see in terms of the evolution of College Station Aquatics in the next 10 years? 20, if you came back here to visit at some point, things that you would like to see besides one more pool? You know, I know that um, we have had uh, different agencies that have been interested in building a water park. And so, you know, I think that that would go very well uh, in our community. And so, you know, if that ever came to fruition, then, you know, I I think that that would be a a valuable resource and source of entertainment and uh, a family place together. So I I would like to see that. The increase in programming, you know, I think as many children as we could possibly get into swim lessons is really where we need to go, Um, as well as, you know, continuing to develop our swim team and then um, we've got a scuba program that is currently running so you know um, the resources in programming and the different types of programming are ever increasing in aquatics and so I think the more things that you can put in as long as it's financially feasible to do it um, then I, I think that you can you know increase the value to more people you can serve more people and that's really what it's all about it's all about service you mentioned swim lessons how many people do you typically run through swim lessons each year? 
Um, probably over 2,000 within a very short window. So we've got about five sessions. And so um, we're teaching lots of children to swim. You've, you have taught a lot of people to swim over 30 years. Yes, I have. I've taught a lot of uh, lifeguard and lifeguards and staff um, over the last 30 years. That's a pretty good legacy. What do you see your legacy being with College Station Aquatics? I see my legacy as being uh, one of safety, of being proactive in customer service instead of reactive, of being um, safe, clean, fun um, is really, you know, what we want to do. I I see it as uh, being one of continual teaching. Every day is a teaching day. And so um, I really see that as uh part of what I'll leave behind. So we've looked back. Let's look ahead. What are you about to do when you leave College Station? I'm the new operations director for Typhoon Texas Water Park in Katy, Texas. Tell me about Typhoon. What was it? Typhoon Texas? Typhoon Texas. Tell me about it. It's absolutely awesome. It um, it was developed by uh, Texas A&M by some Aggies. Yeah. uh, And uh, they are absolutely wonderful to work for. I'm very blessed to be able to work for them. And uh, it's such a positive environment, just uh, from human resources to maintenance to operations to front gate. Um, It's a collaborative team. And so uh, we are... Uh, it, it will be a journey. Uh, they started their first year last year and were very successful and we continue to build on that and move forward and want to make it a huge success again this year. So now you have to convince them to locate a second location here in College Station. Well, it would actually be the third. Uh, they own a park now in Pflugerville okay. and, and operate that park and so it would actually be a third location. Okay, you have some work to do. Yes, yes, for sure. Anything that I didn't ask you about that you want to make sure people know about you or about College Station Aquatics? I think that to be thankful, you know, for uh, the time. And I think also to just be thankful for the opportunities and uh, just the amount of education and the amount of um, support uh, is incredibly important, uh, not only in parks and recreation, but everywhere else in the city. And so um, it's been it's been a good uh, relationship to have with the city. Well, thank you for your 30 years of service to this organization, but also to this community. Thank you for the legacy that you have left, and good luck to you moving forward. Thank you. That's it for this edition of our podcast. You can go back through our archives, by the way. You can hear all kinds of interesting interviews and stories and perspectives. Those are found at soundcloud.com slash college station. So thanks again to Vera Solis for the conversation. We wish her great luck at Texas Typhoon in Katy. And thank you for listening. I'm Jay Sokol.